We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detelier along with the Cajun Cannon Bobby Bear on our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line uh, from ESPN, former Saint, former New England Patriot, Rob Nikovich. Rob, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Who understood that uh, a lot of good things come out of NOLA when he married a West Banker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Is that right, Bobby, Rob, or what? <laughs> oh, yeah, you know that. Hey, I'm always coming down the road, you know what I'm saying? I, I married a girl from <laughs> down, I'm talking Buris, Louisiana, so that was way down the road, if you know what I mean. If you know where Buris is. Yeah, oh, of course. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Rob, uh, man, you watch the playoffs unfold and boy, having that star quarterback, and I know the 49ers, we don't know enough about Purdy uh, at the uh, pro level, but he, he hasn't uh, dirtied the diaper, and he's their defense and their running game takes over, but how would you like to be in the AFC now? And look that gauntlet of Mahomes and Burrow and Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen and and who knows what else uh, eventually will pop up there. The Jets can find uh, a quarterback with that defense and running game they have. How the swing of personnel talent, especially at the most important position, has really swung dramatically to the AFC. Yeah, you're in the AFC, it looks like a tough battle um, to get yourself in position to even get to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, on the flip side of it, if you're if you're in the NFC, uh, you know, there's, there's kind of slim pickings at the top there. So you got the Eagles, who have been, you know, clearly the the best team in the NFC this whole season, and then underneath that, I mean, it's kind of up for grabs, really. So. We'll see next year, uh, you know, what teams advance and what they do in the offseason as far as personnel and the draft. Uh, but, you know, you, this NFC South, I mean, just with the Saints, with the division they're in, I mean, Tampa won the division with, what, eight wins? Like, right. that's, that's crazy. That is, like, absolutely crazy to think you could be below 500 and still win your division. So, um, you know, the NFC, definitely. We'll, we'll see what happens in the offseason because things can change drastically just through – draft, free agency, trades, um, and we'll see We'll see what happens again. But the, the AFC for sure, a lot of young talent, a lot of great quarterbacks, uh, and, and it's definitely going to be tough if you're in the AFC to get to that, get to that final game at the Super Bowl. Now, uh, Rob, when you look at uh, where the 49ers are at, it's, oh, well, Mr. Irrelevant. Now all of a sudden he's Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, when you look at Brock Purdy and what he's doing with the 49ers, uh, but uh, we've been down that road before. When you look at a, a great team, and uh, the bottom line is, are you winning or losing? Uh, you don't have to be considered uh, the best quarterback, whether you unbelievable game manage, but are you winning? You look at Brad Johnson, what he did uh, with the Buccaneers. You look at Trent Dilfer uh, with the Ravens, what, a couple of decades ago. So when you look at uh, the points, per, I don't know, a point, point and a half, two points, that's a pick em type game. So uh, I, I almost say, why not Brock Purdy? I mean, it's not like he, uh, that the team he's playing with he has to carry. No, they just don't want him to maybe make a crucial mistake that could cost him the game. Yeah, and Bobby, you know this. Like sometimes traveling 
you know, my only concern is, you know, 49ers have to travel all the way across the country. Right. Sometimes that gets second. I think we uh, – okay, okay, we got Rob back. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm on a train. I'm heading to New York, guys. So if it cuts out a little bit, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, so just that, that travel alone can, can kind of zap the energy out of you. But if you look at the 49ers, they, they have a lot of things going for them. Defensively, number one in the NFL. You know, offensively, their head coach is a great mind. And, you know, the pieces are around in the 30. So you've got a good tight end. You've got good receivers. You've got McCaffrey, one of the best. I think in-season trades of the season that they made. Um, so as long as Purdy can manage game manage, um, they're always going to have a chance. I'm, I'm still picking the Eagles just because of the fact that they're the home team. They are the third best team in the NFC. So I think they're the team that make it to the Super Bowl. Now, uh, Rob, uh, along these lines, it's in the news. Uh, uh, look at Bill O'Brien. I know you're familiar with him. He's agreed to return to the Patriots as offensive coordinator, you know, every year uh, they didn't make the playoffs this year. Uh, I, I'd say right now, watch out for the Patriots next year. I don't know if they're going to win anything, but I think they can be in the postseason. And looking at Bill O'Brien, I remember when he was at Penn State, what it was like 12 and 13, and that followed. He had a four-year stint uh, with New England as an assistant where he coached receivers and quarterbacks. Then he became the offensive coordinator in 2011. And that season, uh, the Patriots finished, uh, what, ranked third in points, and uh, second in yards. Now, I know the great Tom Brady and all that, and you were uh, all part of that, but what is your take on uh, Bill O'Brien? Uh, because that's a household name, considering he was just at Alabama the past two seasons as a coordinator, and now Bill Belichick's bringing him back in the fold. Well, I think it's a great move for the Patriots, having a guy that's been there before, but I think it's good for Billy O, because he was in college, I think he wanted to get back into the NFL, uh, maybe another opportunity of being a head coach. So if he can come back to New England and, and take Mac Jones and improve him, because really this year for Mac Jones, this year two was like a wash, like just forget about it. you got to try and make that, that rookie um, season and then go to year three and right. try and build off his rookie year because he had a great rookie season. Um, so I, I think it's a great move for the Patriots. Now, like we said earlier, the AFC is stacked. Uh, it's going to be difficult um, to, to make a deep playoff run in the AFC because – the quarterback position has changed so much. Like you're going against guys; they're not just pocket passers now. You know they can they can throw from the pocket and they can get out on the on the edge. They right. can run and they can move. Um, something that Mac Jones that's not his uh, you know specialty, but I do believe Billy O would be a, a is a good addition for Mac Jones. They worked together um, at Alabama before Mac was drafted, so I think it's a good it's a good thing for the Patriots. And I love Billy O. He's a hothead, man. If you've ever seen some of his clips, <laughs> him and Tom Britton were literally no screaming uh, curse words. I can't stay on the radio right now at each other. Um, <laughs> and so he's, he's going to hold you accountable. And I think at the end of the day, that's all you you want a coach that's smart and can hold, hold guys accountable and make sure they're doing their job. So that, that's definitely going to be something that Billy O is going to demand in New England. Now, uh, Rob, with all your coworkers now at ESPN, you do an outstanding job. Uh, you, you have to, uh, because he's in the news, that being Sean Payton, you need to bring up now, Sean Payton was here like uh, well over a dozen years, like 16 years uh, to be exact. And look, he's the hot coach right now, where he's going to land. And I'm interested to see what's going to happen. But I know Sean Payton said two players in that uh, you know tenure when he was here with the Saints, he goes, I should have never let Rob Ninkovich go and Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, so, so, Rob, does all your fellow coworkers, do they know that you were that important in Sean Payton's mind? 
I think I don't think they know in depth how much uh, how much I mean to Sean Payton. But look, I, I mean, I I still talk to Sean to this day. You know, at the time when he cut me, um, I wanted to flip his desk over. I'll be honest with you, I wanted to snatch <laughs> him up, um, but I didn't. I, I you know, cool heads prevail. So I walked out of the room. I knew I'd have an upper, another opportunity somewhere, and I made the best of it. Um, so now I look back, and it was a really great thing for me, obviously, with my career. Uh, and that's life. Things happen for a reason. So, um, you know, even afterwards, Sean has reached out to me. You know, he even gave me an opportunity to work for him um, with the Saints. They offered me, he offered me a job. But um, at the time, it just wasn't perfect with what I was doing. So, you know, I, I really uh, have high regards for Sean. He's a great head coach, great, great person. Gave me a, uh, my first uh, opportunity in the NFL. So, whatever he did, Rob, if I can remember this now, uh, you know, I've had 11 concussions. Dementia hasn't definitely set in, but I don't know why I remember this. (laughs) But when you were with the Saints, I think it was a preseason game, maybe against the Chiefs, and you were deep snapping as the backup uh, for the deep snapper in a preseason game against the Chiefs on on punt. Uh, Is that right, or I'm just uh, like. Yeah, no, I was the backup. Yeah, I snapped in the preseason. And you know what's crazy, guys? When old nine, when they did cut me and they moved me to long snapper, which was completely silly, but you know, people live and learn. Um, they had the old uh, Kevin Hauser. Yeah, that? Kevin was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. The, the film credit thing that went bad. You know, they had those film credits. A lot of guys lost some money, which wasn't a good thing. So, um, at the end of the day, I was I was I was put in place to be the long snapper, and then they made a move and they cut me. Uh, for the guy from uh, Carolina, I do believe, Kyle. Um, so when I just think back to 2014 when we were going to play the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Bill came up to me, I think it was December, and he said, hey, our, uh, our, our long snapper has a concussion. Um, you, you're going to have to snap for it. So I snapped every ball in December in Lambeau and started every snap of defense. Whoa. Which I don't know if anyone's done that. <laughs> I did every punt snap and field goal at PAT, and I started every snap on defense, which was pretty cool. That's awesome. What, you, you might be the first player to ever do that, Rob. Uh, that, that, oh, and maybe the last. Uh, yeah. 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 No, no, the, the more you can do, Rob, you know that? It's the more harder you to get rid of you. At, at a high level and especially at a pro level. I'm yeah. not talking about high school. Yeah. You do everything. Oh, when, you need a deep, when you need a deep snap, you never know. Right. You got to be able to do it. Rob, when you watch a guy like Nick Bosa uh, with the 49ers, his intensity, his skill set uh, in being able to use his speed and his hands and his pads to get around a blocker, man, that, that poor tackle, every play, you in a battle. Um, your thoughts on Bosa, his defensive player of the year, but more or less, man, that intensity that he's not letting up on the accelerator on any play. He's giving it to you. Uh, I'm not sure maybe the little brother Joey's maybe got more talent, but Nick's been able to harness it better. Well, along those lines, Rob, along those lines, I mean, uh, does he have any body fat? He looks like an action figure. No, I I, I was just about to say, I I need to to know – I need to know who his uh, his chef is. So, you know, if he can get me on a plan and maybe give me some abs, because I ain't never had an ab in my life. Uh, the dude's got veins coming out of his shoulders, which is a little bit different than what I'm used to seeing. Uh, so, anyway, again, the dude is a specimen. And, you know, I don't know if his dad used to play for the Miami Dolphins. I, I 
can John. guarantee his old man is John. Yeah, John. Bosa, John Bosa. I can guarantee you when, those, when those kids were probably six, seven, eight years old. I guarantee it. I bet you they were lifting weights at 10, 12, 13 years old. Because <laughs> uh, it looks like it. It looks like they've been lifting their whole life. Well, and uh, Rob, how about this? Uh, now you look, okay, where can you find linemen? Are they from the Midwest or where are they at? You know, as the two unbelievable first ballot Hall of Fame uh, linemen, I think, uh, uh, you know, first ballot, you look right now as the Oklahoma Sooners. Look at Trent Williams. He comes over from Washington with San Francisco, and then you look at the Eagles. Um, his name slipped in my mind. The offensive tackle with the Eagles. Elaine Johnson. Elaine Johnson. What? It's impossible. It's like it's almost you, you like shocked if they give up a sack. Which they could go two years and they don't give up a sack. Yeah, during the broadcast, they say, "Oh, Lane's only playing at seventy-five percent." Well, I'd hate to go up against that son of a gun if he was ninety. Well, well, and, and, and Rob, <laughs> along those lines, uh, is there be, two better tackles? Because we love Teron Armstead when he was here, but you know whether you're available and now he goes to the Dolphins. But you look at Lane Johnson and, and Trent Williams, both out of University of Oklahoma. That's about as good as it gets. I okay, to hear we, we, we lost him. He's he was, on the train. He's on the New train headed head to New York. But uh, uh, let's see if may possibly we can get him back. But, but Rob, Mike, uh, you talk about two those. different body types. Sorry, I'm back. Okay, okay, okay yeah, Rob. Uh, Rob, Rob, comment on those tackles because I I know it's all of a sudden. Get, if they get their hands on you, you're It's done. over. <laughs> No, because they're so quick and their footwork is so good. And I've been against Lane when he was a rookie. And I remember saying, man, this kid's going to be terrific. And I've been against uh, – I, I went against Williams when he was with uh, the, the commanders. And, I, and this guy was something special. So, those two guys, I mean, I'm telling you, once they touch you, it's over. Yeah, because they can tie you up so quick. And, Rob, the thing about it is, look at different body types. I mean, Trent Williams is a wide load. I mean, he's a wide-body guy. Lane Johnson's not. He's not a real wide-body guy. He's sort of a long, lean athlete that he can pop you with, your, with his hands and kind of force you to one way or another, and both from the same school, but yet both built differently, totally differently. Yeah, yeah you would you know think what? like a, it'd be a Midwestern lineman, uh, right, uh, Rob? I'm, I, I don't know, uh, like Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma, they spread the ball well, around. Well, you got to protect the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is true. At the end of the day, what those guys all have, it's common with the, with the best linemen, is feet. Like, they, it's not so much the upper body stuff. It's below the hips. Like, yeah. they, can, they can mirror you. So wherever you go, they go. And, and they're able to stay step for step. They're fast. They can run. And that's really, that's like Armstrong. You know, I think of all the best guys, um, all the, the really good tackles, the, the best thing about them was their feet speed. And, and if you look at Williams, you look at all these guys, they can mirror the defensive end, which is amazing. You know, so if they get to the juncture point, like getting to the spot and really sitting down and making the defensive end decide, okay, do I come under? Do I stay on my line? Do I get high? It's, it's fun because, you know, for me as a pass rusher, it's like a chess match. Like you're trying to just beat the guy one time. And I, and I remember talking to my old offensive linemen. They were friends, and they said, listen, you can go have a couple bad snaps. If I have one bad snap, it's a bad game. Yep, right. So, for, you know, for me as a defensive end, I would just say, oh, I need one sack, and that's a great game. If I could get beat three times and nobody cares, but if you get one sack, good game, Rob. So those, those tackles, man, they're on an island. And they can't give up one play. So when they're perfect, that means something. Yeah.
Yeah, we're speaking with the great uh, Ron Nikovich, uh, a former Saint, but unbelievable player for the New England Patriots, now with ESPN. So what's your assignment? Uh, are you going to be in Philly? Or are you going to be – I know you're on a train. I guess you're going to New York. You're going to be in studio or what? Yeah, so I'm going in the studio. I work uh, Thursday and Friday, so it's great because I can get home. And I got three kids. I got a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, three-year-old. Um, so when I'm home, I get back Friday night late, and uh, I'm able to – I'm coaching my, my six-year-old flag football league um, on Sundays, so it's actually awesome. I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, the hard work pays off. So I just I work Thursday, Fridays, and now I'm able to uh, to have my weekends free. I don't have to travel to any games, which is awesome. Rob, uh, just quickly, because I know nobody can get into someone else's mind. Uh, your thoughts on Tom Brady? Does he return? Yeah, I think he returns. I, I think at this point right now, we know he loves the feeling of playing football. It's an addiction. It's a feeling that you can't, that nothing else can satisfy. That, that putting your pads on, putting the helmet on, and running out there as a starting quarterback in the NFL, there's nothing else out there that will make you feel that way. I don't care how much money you make. There's nothing like it. And that's the one thing about retirement from football. It's so final. You know, like, I'll never put on a pair of pads. you never get that rush again. you never get that rush again, right, Rob? I mean, come on. No, nope, it's gone. It's gone. So, it's not like basketball or baseball. You can go play pickup. Like football, it's such a violent sport. And it's that, that feeling of making a play. Like people ask me all the time, do you miss this and that? And I say, you know what I miss the most? Third and ten plus in a sack on the quarterback and the whole stadium going crazy. Like lighten up. That's what I miss. I can't ever get that feeling again. So that's the hard part about when you retire from football. You can never get that feeling back. Okay, Rob, uh, you know him more than any of us, uh, and you bring up Tom Brady. I'll look at he broke his own record for completions, and uh, I know there's 32 teams. Uh, Now, if he'd want to do this, he probably always wants to be the man, and especially if he's not hurt and how they protect the quarterbacks now. Could you see Tom Brady playing till he's 50 years old or or break George Blanda's record? I mean, that, that could happen because Tom Brady loves football that much, like Rob said. I mean, I, I could see him playing and just taking it one year at a time because, as you know, Bobby, one injury or one thing can really right. stop you. So, you know, I see him playing this year, maybe for the Vegas Raiders because Josh is there. Um, they have some weapons offensively. He's going to know the scheme and the offense, so that helps him. Right. Um, but I don't see him playing until he's 50 just because it's – Man, that's so violent, and it's only one. I know it's it's not as violent as it used to be. Like it's not like the early two thousands when quarterbacks were getting killed. But you know, it's it's not it's still physical. So it only takes you, you trap your arms, you bounce your head off the turf, right. you get a concussion, you break your leg. Um, it just takes one thing. So I, I would love for to see him right off into the sunset, but I feel like he's going to keep going after it. Uh, I'd throw Miami Dolphins in there, too. I wouldn't be surprised. Rob, thanks so yeah. much for joining us, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Hey, all right, go Rob. Get a, uh, go, get a, go get a shrimp pool boy for me, all right? All right. We'll all right, do Rob. it. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> Rob Nikovich from ESPN, former New Orleans Saint, New England Patriot, and uh, Man, great perspective. Good pe- no, good people. Uh, Rob Nikovich. Good dude. Uh, Sean Payton knows he's screwed up. He should never should have let him go. What? Uh, how he, how he told us that? Uh, I didn't have a good vision for Rob. Uh, no, uh, come on, Put the no. glasses on. I mean, uh, yeah, Better yeah. Vision. Hello. Better vision. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.